Ingalls Wilder's book, The Long Winter, is set in southeastern Dakota Territory in what is now DeSmet, South Dakota, during the severe winter of 1880-81. to After a terrible October blizzard that lasted days, Pa brought into the cabin a little ocean bird that looked like a great auk, except it was so tiny. It wouldn't eat anything, so they brought it to the lake to release it. Laura Ingalls Wilder concludes the story. They never found out what kind of bird it was. Wilder's description, including that the bird was tiny enough to fit in Pa's pocket and her emphasis on its black back and wings, makes me wonder if the bird could have been a dovekey, which ranges from the Arctic through the North Atlantic coast. South Dakota has no records of dovekeys, but Wisconsin has two records, one shot by two boys hunting along Lake Michigan in 1908, and one found dead under some Toma power lines in 1949. Single dovekey specimens have also been taken from Wabana Lake near Grand Rapids, Minnesota in November 1962 and Lake of the Woods in November 1931. The other more likely possibility is that it was an ancient murlet. South Dakota has one record from November 1993 of a poor bird discovered in Ipswich in the north-central part of the state. The bird died soon after it was found. Dan Tallman, who prepared the carcass for a museum specimen at the U.S. National Museum, wrote in his blog, I have never encountered a more emaciated bird. Wisconsin has at least five records and Minnesota at least seven of ancient Murlet. Anyway, thoughts of Laura Ingalls Wilder instantly came to mind when I read a text message Sunday morning that Steve Colby had found an ancient murlet at Stony Point up the shore between Duluth and Two Harbors. The moment I could break away, I headed up to see it. The poor thing is probably doomed. Oceanic birds simply don't have much chance of surviving long in fresh water, but such a cosmically rare bird so close to home seemed worth chasing. A tragic truth about birders is we really do relish seeing rare birds. I try to temper that lust for the list, especially when it involves either wasting a lot of fossil fuels or a bird who is clearly suffering. This one was still diving and surfacing well. I made it to Stony Point a little more than an hour after Steve Colby first reported it. A dozen cars were parked where I'd sort of expected from the text message to find it, but I didn't see any birders and there were two or three houses on the far side, so I figured someone might be having a gathering and I kept driving. Kim Eckert was at the next collection of cars, and he told me Bill Penning, down on the rocky shore, had his scope on it, so I scurried down. The bird was just a speck in the distance through my binoculars when I finally got a glimpse, but that was after Bill lowered his scope for me to get a pretty decent look. My camera was worthless at that distance, but those cars I'd passed apparently did belong to birders, so I headed there next where I got my photos. 
On my way to see it at the first spot, I told a young couple walking their dog about it, mentioning the Laura Ingalls Wilder connection, and they thought that was fascinating. I passed them again after I'd seen it, and they seemed thrilled for me. Birding is, of course, always about birds, the ones we see and hear, and the ones we yearn to see and hear. But it's about more than that, too. The birding community can be competitive and contentious, but it's a genuine community. And I've missed the camaraderie of birders during this horrible pandemic. It was lovely to chat for a minute with my treasured friend Greg Garmer, and I got to say hi to several more friends, all of us drawn to one little spot on a great big lake to get a brief glimpse at a lost little creature. This sighting gave me even more than that tick on my list and the opportunity to connect with friends. It also gave me a sense of connection with Laura Ingalls Wilder herself, the woman whose books so enriched my childhood and were so enjoyable to read aloud to my own children. So I'm feeling a great deal of gratitude today, even as I'm hoping against hope that that lost little bird figures out how to get enough food out of Lake Superior to fuel up for a long journey home. Godspeed, little one. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.